The Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Annex Wealth Management is a proud member of the Barron's Top Advisor List and the Financial Times Top 300. Know the difference. It's Team Tech Trust. And good morning, Southwest Florida. Here we go. Annex Wealth Management Show on the air at 92.5 Fox News. It is Sunday. It's July 25th. A very quick half hour, so let's get going on the way. Want you to hear the difference? Annex Wealth Management clients share their experience. When people are in need of really vital care, that's when we really shine. That's coming up. Brian Fiore, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management, Naples. We'll check in with him. I'm Danny Clayton. Derek Felsky is our Chief Investment Officer. Good morning to you. Good morning, Danny. Hey, Dave Spano, President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Good morning to you. Good morning to you, and I hope you're feeling well. There's so much consternation this past week about the Delta variant and what's really going to happen. And there's certainly been some fear, and some of the stocks started to react early in the week, but we ended up on a good note. Oh, we certainly did. I mean, if you had told me after the sharp sell-off on Monday that we'd trade above 4,400 on the S&P and 35,000 on the Dow by the end of the week, I would have said you were crazy. But basically, it's earnings. It's all about earnings and great corporate fundamentals. And, you know, people are certainly talking about corrections, and it's not surprising to see a correction, which is defined by 10% from peak to trough. And on average, it's about 14%. And so we wouldn't be surprise if you're invested in equities to see some type of correction. But what we have been seeing are rolling corrections. I want you to explain to the listeners what that is. Well, what we've seen is, you know, in the, in the middle of the spring, you know, we saw the technology companies that had led the market in 2020 off the, the pandemic lows basically trade sideways as more as the market broadened. We saw more cyclical reflation trades start to work, small caps in particular. And recently we've seen a resurgence of the big cap uh, tech names. They all, they all are poised to report in the coming week. So we got to monitor those results closely. So basically things go up, things go down. But as a whole, the, the S&P masked the, the decline in some of these various sectors that were out of favor sh- in the short run. And frankly, that's the FANG stocks. They've driven about half the advance of the S&P 500 uh, since the middle of May. And so you think about equities, you know, people go, yeah, I'm invested in stocks. But there certainly is a difference between domestic and international from large cap to small cap from value to growth. And how you put your portfolio together is so important. And that's one of the things when you go through your portfolio to understand how that equity distribution is done. And right now, you know, there's a lot of clients. We had someone come in this week, Derek, who said they had a 60-40 split. And after we did the work and showed it to them, it was more like 75-25. And that has happened because of the rally in equities. Yeah, you don't want to get lazy and complacent because ultimately what happens is you know, eventually the th- what goes up can go down to a certain degree. So when we talk about managing risk as well as return, we talk about taking a look at where we are relative targets, which was based upon a person's risk tolerance and their goals, and then rebalancing that back to those target levels by by taking a little bit of profit from what's worked, in this case, the equity side of the portfolio allocation, and adding to other asset classes that are perhaps more attractively valued. And that's right. And so sometimes, you know, you can get out of whack, if you will, and let them run, but it's inside of those sectors. It's inside of those styles. In other words, is it financials versus industrials? Is it, is it value versus growth? And that is really uh, where advisors get paid. And that's the reason why we go through these portfolios so people
people understand that. I want to move on to something you talked about, which is earnings. And earnings is coming. We talked about the expectation of a blowout season. We're starting to see some of these numbers come out. Right. About a quarter of the companies in the S&P 500 have now reported uh, 80% beat rates on both top and bottom line. But more importantly, more than 15% of those that have reported have actually guided further estimates higher. So that forces analysts to raise their analyst estimates and effectively reduces the valuation of the stock market by proposing a, a higher forecasted earnings in the future. And that's important because as the multiple in the S&P comes down and interest rates go sideways, stocks become an even better value than they were at the beginning of the quarter. Yeah, that's right. And so that is an interesting concept. And I'm not sure. I want to go over that again and put them in numbers. So for example, if $200 is the combined earnings of the S&P 500 and you're at 4,000 S&P, that's a 20 price to earnings, right? 2,000 times 20. So if earnings go up from there, that means the price multiple goes down. And that's really important as earnings come through. And so we need to pay attention to that. And the second part that you said, which is really intuitive, is interest rates. You know, when people compare P.E. ratios, sometimes they forget about these low interest rates. It's very important in valuations. Yes, Lee Cooperman, one of the best investors of all time, was on CNBC early in the week, and he was discussing this. And essentially what he said was, when you have negative real interest rates, and by that I mean the rate of inflation is higher than the rate of on the 10-year Treasury, essentially every at-risk asset looks cheap because it offers a positive return, whereas that Treasury is going to offer a meager return over a decade. I really like Lee Cooperman. He was on uh, this weekend CNBC, and whatever he thinks, he says, and unfortunately for him, uh, one of those words came flying out, but fortunately he was on, on cable on CNBC, but lovely Leon Cooperman, a great investor. Dave, you mentioned that client that went thought they were doing 60-40, it went to 75-25. How quickly can that happen? Well, this is a matter of a year's time, right? Okay. And so he got away from them. But that doesn't mean that you can't let it ride. It means just know what you own, why you own it, and how much you're paying for it. And that's what we do on behalf of our clients, one team, investment and retirement planning and tax planning and estate planning. If it's been a while since you have heard from your person, maybe uh, phone calls don't get returned as quickly as you'd like, how about a change? At least consider it. Head to the website, AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Back in a bit on the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. After all we've been through, isn't it time to focus on what really matters, living your best life? There are a lot of moving pieces when it comes to investment and retirement planning. It's important to get it right, and we can help. AnnexWealth.com is the place to start. Click the Get Started button. Put a pro on your side with a local fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. AnnexWealth.com. Planning and investment insight from a fee-only fiduciary, and we put that in writing. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Another opportunity to meet real-life clients of Annex Wealth Management that we work with for investment, retirement, estate, and tax planning. And in this conversation, you will be able to hear the difference. Let's say hello to Carol and Roger. Hello, Carol. Hi there. Hello. And hello, Roger. Good to meet you, Danny. Right at the top, some quick questions. Got to be official. You are clients of Annex Wealth Management. I am. Yes, I am. Annex is not providing any type of compensation for your time on this segment? Not a thing. None. And there's no conflicts of interest between you as a client and Annex as a firm? None. None. We enjoy speaking with clients about their retirement journey because what you share about your experience might help somebody who's on the way or in retirement. And I got to say, you must be really good at retirement by now. <laughs> You've been retired for 31 years. Yes, sir. 
What were you doing career-wise before then? I was in law enforcement in one of the bigger Midwestern cities. And you had a full career with them? Yes. Carol, how about you? I'm a registered dental hygienist, and I still have my license, so periodically I'm still working. Every once in a while I get back Mm -hmm. in the game. So how old were you when you retired? 53. What did you do at 53? Did you just kind of sit in the backyard, or did you pick up something on the side? Negative. I went to work the very next day because I knew I had to stay busy, and I've been working every day since then. You told me you were on the SWAT team, and a SWAT team is a high-intense, pressure job. You were on call all the time, right? Yes. But even at 53, you weren't ready to kind of pull that ripcord? At 53, I was ready to pull out. I had planned my retirement. I knew where I was going to go. I knew financially I could leave at that time because my pension was like 50% pay, and I knew I could find another job to make up the other 50%. Let's talk about that a little bit. Police work is very pension-oriented. Did you have a plan? Did you know exactly what you were doing as you were heading to retirement? Right. The city uh, that I was worked in, had a great pension plan, great health benefits, great benefits. So I enjoyed my 26 years, but after that, it was time to go. Any advice to somebody that you give who is in that retirement planning stage? Save. Plan for the future. My dad brought me up with budgeting, and I budgeted from probably 15 years old when my first job. Put this and this and this away for utilities and whatever might come up. So I did that. A lot of guys I worked with blew it all when they're still working. Roger, three decades ago, retirement planning was a completely different ball game. And because of your profession, pension base, were you working with a financial planner back then? No, I was not. It was just kind of put away in a 1% savings plan somewhere. And then as I got more knowledge, I thought, well, I better get an advisor because my portfolio was starting to build up and was not going where I wanted it to. These were the days before Annex Wealth Management. You worked with other companies? Yes. I was with a larger firm, and they kind of pushed me in the wrong direction. I only saw an advisor once in over 20 years. Mm. I had my money there. So when I got to meeting the people here at Annex, I decided to switch over and been pleased beyond words. Extremely, extremely (laughs) happy here. This is a leading question, but what is it about Annex Wealth Management? What drew you in? One of the probably off-base questions is, it's right down the street from our house, but I have heard about Annex. I listened to their program in the morning. Uh, There were some people in the media were at Annex, and I thought, well, if they're there, I can be there. And since I've been here, I couldn't be more pleased. My financial advisor and his assistant Hmm. have led me straight forward all the way. I would never go anywhere else than Annex. Now, Carol, you said you were with a firm and you really spoke to them once in 20 once years? Once in, in 20 years. What's your relationship like with us? Oh, it's fabulous. Just a side note, we lost two children within six months oh. and a mother. And our advisor and his staff were there right away helping us all along. We would have been lost without them. And they had suggestions like crazy for us. I'm so sorry to hear that, but I'm, I'm so glad that we were able to, oh. to do that. And they didn't miss a beat. They really didn't. And Roger had been here for many years before I switched over. And once we did, though, we get a call or we're in here, I think, once or twice a year with them. Or they call. They send us emails. You couldn't ask for better people. Did you miss us during COVID? No, we yeah. came in. <laughs> oh, you did? We did. Great. Nice. Yes. And they guided us into something oh. I had never thought of, and that was a will and a trust. I had never even thought about that. And my advisor said, said, well, 
it's time you think about this with your, we have a blended family. Both our spouses are gone. So we have to decide where our finances are going with our children. And we sat down with one of Annex's lawyers, and he led us right down the path, and we're extremely happy. Yeah, it really is nice that oh, we've got everybody here. They do. They're right here, and you call, and you're taken care of immediately. As somebody's on the brink of retirement. What do you kind of wish you might have known 20 or 30 years ago about retirement? Maybe not retirement planning, but about retirement. Danny, I really can't say. I've led a charmed life. Everything besides losing family has gone great. We're, we're way beyond the financial means that I ever thought we'd be, and I have to give it all to Annex. I agree, 100%. Carol and uh, Roger, thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate it. When we do things like this, we want our, our radio audience to, to kind of hear the difference, and having you come in here and kind of share your experience, hopefully it's going to help some others. Thank you. I hope so, too. Thank You're you. welcome. Thank you. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. It starts with a call. With one call, you can start seeing your future more clearly. If your financial picture is cloudy because you're getting conflicting tax, investment, and estate planning advice, help is a call or a click away. Annex Wealth Management's team works to get your investment plan in line with your tax plan and your estate plan. Build confidence with one team working to create one comprehensive plan as a fee-only fiduciary. Annex Wealth Management. One team, one plan, one fee. AnnexWealth.com. Custom-tailored investment and retirement planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. More Americans are tapping their homes for cash, taking advantage of low interest rates and the rise in home values. Brian Fiore, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management Naples, is here to talk about it. Hey, Brian, good morning. Good morning, Danny. Total home equity cashed out in the first quarter of this year, estimated at $49.6 billion. That's up nearly 80% from a year earlier. And that's according to Freddie Mac. Highest level on record since 07. If you're thinking about pulling equity out of your home, there's some things to consider. Brian, at least what are the basics? Yeah, so when you hear um, a highest level since 2007, that kind of makes me shudder a little bit. But the basics are, uh, in general, you can extract as much as 80% of the equity that you've accrued in your home. Either you don't have a mortgage and you own it outright and there's equity and you know assessed value in your home, or you've owned the home for a while, you have a mortgage, you've been paying it, down and and or the uh, assessed value of the home that a lender would look at has has gone up and so you've created more equity or, or have equity in your home um, so you can refinance or finance to uh, to cash out so to say and and use that money for other things how much you should take depends on your situation um, a lot of smart people do stupid things so we're trying to <laughs> we're going to take this as we're going to do things that are uh, reasonable and prudent and not Bring back the years of like 2007 and 8. You bring that up. How are things different now than they were then? Well, I think a large number of people in 2005, 6, 7, 8 were buying homes not to use them, but to think they're going to resell them in six months or a year as an asset. And when the markets don't go up and the time to it takes to sell them increases and, and the values go down, uh, when you're highly le- leveraged and you're getting less than what you owe on the home in the f- you know in the future when you sell it, then all that unwinds, and that's where you know you have the subprime mortgage crisis and everything that occurred in the financial crisis in 2008. Brian Fiore is branch director at Annex Wealth Management in Naples, talking about the equity in your home, how you can work that. What do we need to know about taxes? 
or even value adds. And I guess a couple of questions. The first would be on a refi and the second would be on, on a HELOC, home equity line of credit. Yeah, I think it's going to be what do you need the money for? What are you going to be using the money for? Again, if you're using it for a prudent reason, then it's mathematics. Everybody, there's mortgage calculators online. We help people uh, do the math on it. But if you're going to use the money to improve your home, you're going to live in the home, you're going to keep the home for a while, that can add value to your home. And you know, eventually that may pay off in the future. The interest rate you pay now matters. You know, Interest rates are low. So that's why obviously people are thinking about this or doing it. If you're going to use the money to start a new business or invest it other than in your home, you might not get uh, interest deductions, but you might also have, there's a lot of SBA uh, incentives as far as small business and starting businesses that have incentives or tax breaks there. So you may uh, have a tax advantage or value add in that way. Also, some folks do have accumulated higher interest rate debt for some reason, some other place. So if you're going to be prudent and you're going to consolidate that, pay something off that's significantly higher with something like this, that may come into play. And then we go towards what you said, the home equity line of credit. Again, in a prudent, reasonable way, everybody generally, I think, should have a home equity line of credit. Doesn't mean everybody should use it, but it's there for emergencies, have it set in place so it's there in case you need it. Interest rates at the time are going to vary. It's a variable interest rate. So like the, a mortgage is usually, usually it's a fixed rate or there are different choices on mortgages, but usually people will take a fixed rate. Home equity line credit is based on variable rates and interest rates at the time. But if you have a liquidity need in an emergency in a year or two or three, if you have the home equity line in place, then you can use it like a credit card. And like a credit card, you should pay it off, not expect to keep it very long. But yeah, so home equity line of credit is something you have to apply for with your with a lender, have it in place, and it just sits there. I have one in my current home that's sat there and not, has not been touched for eight years, but it's there if I need it. There if you need it. Annex Wealth Management, ready to assist with investment and retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. And we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. The website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Brian, it's a Sunday morning in Naples. Are you uh, heading to a golf course today? I'm definitely going to be getting out, um, and we'll see if it's golf or biking or something else. But, yeah, we're definitely outside today. Life is good in Southwest Florida. Brian Fiore, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management Naples. Thanks for your time. Thank you. We're going to be right back. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. After all we've been through, isn't it time to focus on what really matters, living your best life? There are a lot of moving pieces when it comes to investment and retirement planning. It's important to get it right, and we can help. AnnexWealth.com is the place to start. Click the Get Started button. Put a pro on your side with a local fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. AnnexWealth.com. Planning and investment insight from a fee-only fiduciary, and we put that in writing. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. We are back. Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Also sign up for the Axiom, which is a free weekly newsletter. It's worth your while. It's seven great insights. Delivers every single Sunday morning. And if you came in partway through this show and like to hear all of it, this show will be on the Annex Wealth Management Spotify channel this morning at 9 o'clock. I'm Danny Clayton. Derek Felsky, our Chief Investment Officer, is here. Dave Spano is President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Thanks, Danny. You know, we talked a lot about the markets and, and financial planning concepts. One 
one of the things that is really an underlying policy is policy. In other words, what's happening in Washington certainly has an effect on how companies are priced. And so we keep our eye very close into what's happening in Washington, D.C. And it sure looks like as they push through this reconciliation that taxes are going to be part of this conversation. In other words, we have a group in Washington, D.C. who is telling us that their base case is a 25 percent corporate tax rate. That means up from 21 percent, a 25 to 28 percent capital gains and dividend rate. That's up from 20 percent and a 39.6 percent highest personal income tax rate. That's up from 37 percent. So taxes are part of this conversation. The timing is important, but certainly as, as you look at it, fiscal policy is part of your planning conversation. It is. And the interesting thing about fiscal policy, at least as I see it as a chief investment officer, is, you know, the effects of a stimulus bill of this nature, which will extend out for any number of years. Remember, we're having difficulty finding people to work. So so basically that takes place over a long period of time. But the tax bite is right up front and continues going forward. And it could shave as much as 10 percent off S&P earnings. So I'm sure investors will take a really close look. The question also is, you know, when will it apply? Will it be retroactive or will it be for the beginning of next year that could certainly affect a personal financial planning so we don't typically don't make financial planning changes until we actually know what the laws are going to yeah. be yeah you don't want to you don't want to guess because it may not pass at all we'll have to see but that is their base case they're telling us that we expect taxes to go up across the board but what you said is very important in other words the infrastructure spending is going to be spent over a decade's time but the revenue starts immediately that has a negative effect in the short term but really with all of this fiscal and monetary policy coming out. It's time now to take the spinach because the sizzle of the steak's already been out there. Yes, yeah, so the economy looks to be in very good shape. We monitor credit spreads. They're very low, but that suggests very low default risk. Then you have a lot of naysayers talk about peak everything, whether it's GDP or earnings or housing, whatever. But the fact is, peak or everything isn't necessarily bad because historically, the stock market continues to do well, even as growth rates slow, provided they're ample enough and they surprise and beat analyst expectations. So, they, so I want to talk about that. So GDP, of course, is going to be double digits uh, here in the short term, but that means that's the peaks. That doesn't mean that GDP is not going to be positive. It's just not going to grow at the same percentage, and that's what you mean by peak, and that's just GDP numbers, but there, you can apply that across the board. You, you can. It's it's always about guidance, forward guidance. So if, if analysts now believe growth in the third quarter is going to be a little slower than it was in the second quarter, well, that's already baked in the cake. The key is our company is going to be able to manage a, a stronger growth environment, just not as strong as a prior quarter, and continue to improve their operating margins and take advantage of pricing power and some of the other things that we're seeing from all this fiscal stimulus and monetary stimulus that is hitting the system in record ways. And that's what I would like to leave with is, you know, we just talked to so many employer groups who are saying they're having trouble finding people and we don't know where interest rates are going. There's certainly a theory that is flying around that the United States is now applying modern monetary theory. And in just in a minute's time, what is that? Well, it's essentially the belief that if you have the reserve currency, which is the currency most widely accepted around the world, and people look to that as a safe haven during times of distress, you have the opportunity to print as much of it as you wish, because people will accept it because it's better than the currency in which they're domiciled. And that gives the U.S. 
economy and the U.S. policymakers enormous flexibility to address financial dislocations as they have since the pandemic began. And as money gets shoveled out of helicopters, there certainly has a way that it affects pricing. This is the reason why now, and the reason why we talk about this the entire time, to go through your portfolio in one, did it drift outside of your risk ranges? As Derek said, we manage risk and return, and you have to put those two pieces together. You can't swing for the fences all of the time. Number two, what's going to happen with economic and fiscal changes? Will that affect policy? As you go through, Danny, as people listen to this and they go, how is that affecting my portfolio? There's ways to get this done, and I want you to talk about that. Sure. It's called the free portfolio analysis. It's as simple as heading to our website, AnnexWealth.com, and clicking the Get Started button. That's just really where we start the exchange of information. We get some contact information. We promise we'll never bug you. You ever sign up for something and you immediately get bugged on <laughs> well, something? Well, I just did it. I was playing in a golf outing and uh, you had an opportunity to win a driver. You had to sign up for something and you knew the call was coming to berate you. So that's not what we do. That's what the unsubscribe button is for. That's not how Annex Wealth Management operates. It's a quick and easy exchange of information. It's mostly contact. The most important thing we're going to ask is tell us a little bit about yourself. I think that is the key because everybody's situation is different. That's why we say one team, one plan, and one fee. Investment and retirement planning, tax planning and estate planning, plan that's built for you and your family, your situation, nobody else's. Most important part, one fee. We're a fee-only fiduciary. If your advisor says that, get it in writing. Hope this helped. We'll be back in a week. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation.